Hello, it's good to have everybody uh, for following along with us and studying along with us. It is uh, the podcast we've put together, and it is episode number one. Episode number one. Uh, the idea that we're going to do over the next several weeks that both myself, Jeremy, and John will be discussing a kind of a Bible class that we put together here at Traders Point Church of Christ several years back uh, entitled Friend of the Father. And the, the general idea behind putting that class together is really diving in to the foundation, uh, the principles, the basics, maybe even the base of our relationship with God. You know, ultimately, when we think about our relationships, you know, in life, there's lots of them. I mean, I, I'm a married uh, man. John is married. We both have children. We both have friends. Uh, we both have jobs. And so we both have people we interact with. And so there are lots of relationships we have in this world. The relationships we have with our spouse, with our families, with our children, with our friends, with our acquaintances, even relationships we have with strangers, really. Mm-hmm. And those interactions and those relationships, some we recognize as more important than others, such as my relationship with my spouse is on a very different level than, say, the relationship with uh, just someone I meet you know, in the grocery store. My relationship with my children may be even very different than my relationship with even my closest of friends. Mm-hmm. And so we recognize all of those things. But when we begin to think about our relationship with God and, and where that fits in, right, where my relationship with God should be in kind of that pecking order, the reality is, and it's something that we say that our relationship with God is the most important relationship, yeah. right? That's what we like to verbalize. But what we'd like to dive into over the next several weeks is to make sure that that isn't just something we're verbalizing, that it is something in reality, And so the basis of this whole conversation and the basis of this whole class and what our discussion is going to kind of spring from is God's relationship with Moses in Exodus chapter 33. So you have this incredible passage in Exodus chapter 33. We'll talk about it more here in just a moment. But there you have that that verse there in Exodus 33 and verse 11 where you have the interaction that Moses and God is having and the scriptures tell us that it's as if they were speaking face-to-face as someone would to a friend. Mm -hmm. And now it's this incredible, intimate relationship that Moses has leading into already a relationship that is unique, that is special, that maybe is closer than almost everybody, if not everybody around Moses. But yet still in this chapter, he's looking and desiring to even get closer to mm-hmm. God. He, he, you know, show me, show me who you are. Show me, you know, what you're all about. I already have a great relationship, but I have this desire for more. And it is that kind of attitude that kind of leads us into thinking about these things. Are we comfortable with the relationship that we have? Does it need to be more? Does it uh, need to be, a, a, you know, a desire on our side to, to want more? And is that even a desire we have? Or no. do we get complacent and do we get kind of indifferent to wanting more because we feel, well, I already have a pretty good relationship mm-hmm. with God. That's good enough for me. Instead of constantly striving to get closer to God. And I think over the next several weeks, for me, in our discussion, I think that uh, that certainly is what should propel us a little bit forward. Yeah, one of the things I really like about the material as I've looked over it is it's very application heavy right. in that it, we're going to walk through 
what a relationship with God should really look like. And like you said, talking about a relationship with God is one thing, but then actually being able to say that, yes, personally, I have that type of a relationship with God, I think is something very different. And I think one of the fears that I have, and I think I'm not alone in this, is that my relationship with God becomes transactional in some way, where it's, I do this so that he does that, or he does this so that I do this. And that type of relationship begins to put into our minds that love is not necessarily at the root of it, but it's what can he do for me? What do I have to do for him? And I think as we're going to go through some of these examples over the course of the next several weeks, what we're going to see is a relationship with God is not transactional in any way, but the foundation of it has to be love. And the foundation of it has to be uh, compassion, and, and we're moving in the same direction, and we want the same things. And like you said, we, we understand that with other relationships in our lives. If the relationship with my wife was purely transactional, that wouldn't be a relationship at all. And, and so we understand that when it comes to other relationships. But for some reason, when it comes to God, I think we struggle with that sometimes. And so that's why I think a study like this is so helpful because it really walks us through the process of, number one, what should this relationship look like? And then how do I get there? If I truly want that type of relationship with God, what do I do? How, how do I develop that over time? And it takes work and it takes effort. But I think as we're going to see, it, it's, it's worth every ounce of effort that we're going to put into it. Because that type of relationship is just so important to me as a Christian. Yeah, even though I made mention that you know our relationship with God it is the single most important relationship that we have, I think throughout this study, it's going to be good for us to, and we will certainly make those parallels and make those applications based off of you know some other relationships that we do have, the mm-hmm. physical relationships that we have. Because I think it's good for us to examine it, our own heart that way is, you know, the closest physical relationships that I have, say, with my wife or, or with my children. Am I treating that even more so than I treat, you know, the relationship that I have with God? You know, we'll often use the phrase, it, it is the difference in knowing about God mm-hmm. and knowing God. Yep. You know, even though those are very closely <laughs> one word difference. But it is a, it's a huge difference in, do I know about God? Am I transactional? That's a great phrase that you used. Or do I know God? Mm-hmm. It is that, you know, intimate. I think, you know, that's a, it's a weird word in yeah, our vernacular. Right. It's almost, we're almost afraid of that word. Yep, yep. That it, it just seems, you know, that's, you know, a word held solely for your, your spouse mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. But intimate is just super close. It is the closest of close. And certainly that is the relationship you need to have with, say, a spouse or your your closest of friends. But it no doubt is the relationship we've got to have with God. And as you study through someone like Moses, yeah. which will spend some time in looking at Moses' relationship, as well as some others, mm-hmm. it's very easy to see that it, it was an intimate, maybe yeah. personal is a better word to use, relationship. And it is much more about not just knowing about God, mm-hmm. but knowing God. It is that deep personal. It is getting to know our children, getting to know our spouse, getting to know our closest of friends on that deep personal level. 
And that's important for us when it comes to our relationship with God, because that's how he knows us. He knows us on that very personal, very intimate level, so much so probably better than we know ourselves. Mm -hmm. And am I looking for, am I reaching, am I desiring that same about God, yeah. that same level of relationship. We have probably, you know, just in the course of, of how we use the word, we have probably weakened really what it means to be a friend mm. in a lot of ways. And we begin to conflate being a friend with being an acquaintance. And, and we rarely draw a distinction between the two. But in reality, there's a huge distinction to be drawn between someone who is an acquaintance and someone who is truly a friend. An acquaintance is perhaps more of a transactional relationship, a business partner, a business relationship of some sort, or just someone that you're going to see occasionally and you're going to trade hellos and ask them about their day and their family and so on and so forth, and you're going to go on about your life. That's an acquaintance. But to to truly think about what a friend is, that is somebody that you're willing to confide in. They know things about you that others don't and vice versa. You know that they're going to be there for you in times of need and vice versa. And and so when you really start to think about what it means to be a friend, I I love that you you, you chose to use Moses as kind of the, the jumping off point for this series of lessons because I think he really embodies what it means to be a friend with God. There were times in his life, now he wasn't always great, you know, he had he had struggles along the way. There were times in his life where he didn't have anybody else to turn to. And it was literally on the top of a mountain, just him and God. And it was, it was that type of a relationship. God knew Moses and Moses knew God. They worked together. They loved each other. They wanted the same things. It really was a friendship in the way that I think that word is really intended to be used. And so, and I think sometimes, you know, perhaps we may even be a little bit of, of a, we may even be a little bit afraid of thinking of God as our friend because he is so powerful and so mighty. But the reality is, is that that's the, God wants us to love him and he wants us to share things with him and he wants us to be that type of a friend with him. And so we shouldn't shy away from that. We shouldn't be afraid of it. We should actually embrace that. And be so grateful that the creator of the universe wants to have that type of relationship with me. Yeah, and it's special, right? It's that special relationship. And, you know, you bring up an interesting point. You know, Moses' reality, he had a special relationship with God. So much so is that relationship was so special, it made him different from everyone else. Mm -hmm. But he embraced that, right? He embraced that. So now it is his interactions with everything that he does and all the people that he interacts with. Everything is based upon that relationship with God. And because of that, he was different. Mm -hmm. But he's different because that relationship was special. And it's something that he embraced. And I think for us, a lot of times the fear is that the closer that I get to God, the further I then am away from everyone else, right? Yeah. And then I feel fearful of that or I feel awkward. Now, there's reality in that because that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. The closer we get to God, the further we step away from the world. But instead of being fearful of that, like Moses, it's something to be embraced because that relationship is special. Okay. It, it should boggle our minds that that's the kind of relationship God wants with yeah, us. Yeah. That he doesn't want just that surface relationship. He doesn't want, to use your phrase, to be an acquaintance of mm-hmm. ours, you know, to shake our hands and go away. 
He wants to be close. He yeah. wants to have an intimate relationship. He wants it to be special. And so if I can step away from that for just a second and realize just how incredible that thought yeah. is. I mean, the creator of all things, the sustainer of all things, the one who has all power and all knowledge wants to have with me, Jeremy, a close personal relationship. Mm -hmm. And so as we're sitting here at the beginning of this thing, if we say, well, listen, I'm not interested in having a personal relationship with him, it seems foolish to say say that. And so that's one thing that we've certainly got to be thinking about. Yeah, it it can seem that way if we're not careful. And I think that's, you know, I'm I'm looking here at the the syllabus and, and you've got the first few lessons here talking about what a relationship with God is not. I think that's an important way to kind of begin a discussion on this topic because, like you said, the relationship could potentially take the form of a lot of different types of relationships that we have. And so we we have to make sure we understand the type of relationship God wants, what it means to be his friend, what it means to have a relationship with him like Moses did. And we also need to understand what that relationship is not going to look like. That's just as important. Because otherwise, we can fall into that trap that we fall into with a lot of people in our lives where, yeah, I have this relationship with this person, but it's really complicated. You know, it's really confusing. The the relationship, that, I mean, how many people do you, I mean, I can think of people just off the top of my head. Like, man, that relationship's really confusing. I'm not sure what to make of that one. That is not the relationship that I want to have with my creator, with my savior. I mean, I don't, I don't want to have a relationship that's confusing or that I'm unsure of. I want to know the relationship that I have with God. I want to know that it's everything that it can be and everything that he wants it to be. And so thinking through, going through this mental exercise of, okay, what is a friend? What is not a friend? What this relationship is going to look like? What is this relationship not going to look like? That's a really important mental exercise for a Christian to go through so that we can come to a firm understanding of what that relationship with God in my life really looks like. Where do I need to work on that relationship? Are there improvements that I need to make on my end of things? And going through that process is going to help me grow closer to God over time, and it's going to help that relationship, that friendship, grow stronger over time. And I think what helps us understand is that this relationship that we're talking about with God and that we're going to talk about over the next several weeks is deep. It is a deep relationship. So, for instance, you made mention that, you know, sometimes we we get confused about what a great relationship with God looks like. I mean, we can read, you know, the story here in Exodus chapter 33 and get a good picture, you know, from Moses and, and from his perspective. But, you know, something that you already made mention of, one of the things that I think sometimes we get confused is, is that, listen, if I'm just a good person, if I'm a yep. good, if I'm a good person, that equates mm-hmm. to a great relationship with God. Now, I think if you have a good relationship with God, you're going to be a good person. You're going to be a righteous person. But being a good person does not equate to a great relationship with God because it goes back to almost that transactional kind of approach that you made reference to that, you know, if your mindset is I'm keeping, I'm checking all the boxes, I'm fulfilling all of my obligations, Mm -hmm. I'm a nice guy, I'm not mean or hateful to anybody, that now because of those good moral qualities that equates to, you know, kind of a a deep personal relationship with God. And when we say that and we think that, we're making God 
kind of that surface level kind of being. And he's not interested in just those obligations. He's interested in our heart, the deepest recesses of who we are. And I think that idea sometimes can be confusing for people. I think that may be one of the biggest temptations we face in this entire conversation is, is there are a lot of people who are striving to make their relationship with God look good oh, right. from the outside. And I think, to your point, they do that by checking every box that they can. I'm here on Sunday morning. I'm here on Sunday night. My family's all with me. We all come in smiling in the morning. Everything looks great. And, you know, I was thinking about that. One of the passages that you had listed here on the syllabus was from Matthew 23 when Jesus is talking to the Pharisees there, and he is laying into them. And and one of my favorite parts of all of that is he talks about this idea of whitewashing tombs where you make it look good on the outside, but inside it's just dead bodies. It's gross. It's disgusting. And this idea is sometimes we can do that with this relationship that we're quote unquote trying to build with God where it looks good on the surface from your perspective. My relationship with God looks great. I'm checking all the boxes. I'm, I'm saying all the right things. But the reality is, is that inside that relationship is just a sham. It's nothing. It's a facade. And, and that is so dangerous because it's so easy to fall into that trap. And the Pharisees were great at it. Everything looked great on the outside. They made everything sound really nice and, and everything. But Jesus could st- see straight through that to the dead bodies on the inside. There, there's no relationship there. But they did everything they could to make it look good. And I, I think we, we need to be very careful that we're not doing the very same thing in the way that we can today by just making it look good on the outside. Yeah, hopefully this parallel makes you know sense. But <laughs> you know, it, it you know it take for instance any especially going back to the eighties and nineties, maybe even the seventies. Any back yeah, that's it. Any like a, a rock and roll band or any band that broke up, right? Uh-huh. You especially in the moment, most of the time, you know, a band would break up and everybody would just be blown away by it because right. they'd see them up on stage and they're they're high fiving each other and it looks like they're having a great time and they're mm-hmm. doing interviews and they're mm-hmm. sitting on the couch with each other and their arms are around each other and it looks like man they're they're going to be together forever and then you know the next week the whole thing explodes yeah and then you start to hear some things right or yep. you know a decade later later the documentary comes uh-huh. out right <laughs> and, and you find you find out that their relationship yeah was a train wreck. Yep. Was an absolute train wreck, and it was a train wreck a lot of times for lengthy periods of mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. But yet they put on this that fools people. Yeah, yeah. We, people yeah. are very easy to fool. But their relationship was just an absolute train wreck. Now it looked like they had a great relationship. Yep. But the reality was they didn't. And so I think that same idea, whether that's a great parallel or analogy mm-hmm. or not, but I think that same idea can come into play with us spiritually. And you're right, Jesus will certainly makes mention of it a lot, right, about the Pharisees or the, the hypocrisy of religion, mm-hmm. certainly at the time that he's walking the earth, that we can fool people a lot. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we are very, I'm very easy to fool. I mean, yeah. people in general are very easy to fool. And we can paint a picture that looks like, man, I've got a great relationship with God. Well, that doesn't equate to a great relationship no. with God. Uh, not even close. 
And certainly God understands and he knows because he's able to see past all of those things. But when we begin to think that I'm checking all of these good looking boxes, I'm a good person. You made mention of, you know, a couple of others. Listen, I go to church. Mm-hmm. I mean, the doors are open there at the church yep. building. I'm in it. I'm yep. in, I'm in the place and I'm, I'm, I'm there every time. The, the rules that we have, even, you know, that we read about in the Bible, I'm going to keep all of those rules. Yeah. And what that does is that equates to an incredible relationship with God. And when we begin to think that way, we are fooled in really understanding what a relationship with God is, or certainly yeah. what a friend and a relationship with a friend is all about. Well, even Jesus said as much in his in Luke 18 when he's having that interaction with the rich young ruler who's like, hey, I, I've done everything, right? Go th- let's go through the list of commandments. I'll, I'll check every single one of them. I've done right. it all. And the point that Jesus is making to him is you don't have any idea what it means to have a relationship with your father. You don't know what it means to be a follower of his. And, you know, he'll have, he'll have similar interactions with, with people who, who want to follow him. And, and Jesus makes it very clear, if, if you want to follow me, you got to leave everything behind. you got to be willing to give up everything to do that. And that's not just Jesus' desire to see us give up everything in our lives— but it's an indication that we understand what a relationship with Jesus is all about. He is more important than everyone and everything in my life. And if I'm not willing to make that commitment, then I'm not going to be able to have the kind of relationship that he wants to have with me. I have to be willing to say, yeah, I'll give up whatever I have to give up, Jesus, because you're that important to me. And I I want to have the relationship with you that you're offering to me. And and so we can see this in in Jesus' interactions throughout his life. He didn't hide from the fact that this is what he wants from us. And it's a lot. He wants everything. He wants all of us. He's not going to hide from that. But that's what the type of friendship that we're talking about this morning is. It's it's that deep. It's that all-inclusive. He wants everything from us. and, And we should be more than willing to do so because we see what he's done for us and we see the love that he has for us. We should be all in in that regard. But this, the, you know, we've talked about the Pharisees and how they approach this and, and his rich young ruler and how they approach this. And, and the whole thing is sometimes we get down to this do's and don'ts and, you know, the, the checking of the boxes, the good outweighs the bad, and therefore I have a relationship with God. And I think what we're trying to make known this morning is we kind of plow through the beginning section of this study is that we have to get past that. That that is a very immature way of looking at friendship. And you know, if that that's maybe how a five year old might look at a friendship, but by the time we mature and we grow, we have to recognize it to be much deeper and more meaningful than that. I mean there's no question about it. You know, sometimes we we look and we say, well, you know, the, new, the relationship that God wants for us, that's a brand new thing or that's a, a New Testament thing. And, you know, we lose sight that that's what God has always wanted. He's always wanted the heart, the love of man. Yeah. He, he makes it clear in the pages of the New Testament. He makes it clear in the pages of the Old Testament. He, he wants the love that man is offering, and he wants all of that. He, that is the level of relationship mm-hmm. that he wants. All of the love that we have to give in every recess of who we are, he'll make reference to it. Our mind, our strength, our soul, our might. He wants that level of love. 
That's what he's looking for. You even go back to literally the very beginning mm-hmm. with Adam and Eve and that relationship that he had as he communed with them in the garden. He yeah. wants that personal, intimate relationship. And yeah. so when we begin to think about this study in particular, it's now how do we make progress with that? It, yeah. You know, going back to where we were at the very beginning, it is that idea of Moses there in Exodus 33, who had a great relationship with God, mm-hmm. but he wasn't satisfied with right where he was. Yeah, I, I know a lot about God. I know God closely. I, I want to know him more closely, mm-hmm. if that's even good English, <laughs> right? I, I, I want more. Yeah. And, and so he goes to God with an outrageous request, really. And God, he delivers, mm-hmm. not fully on what Moses was looking for, but he delivers. He, he, he delivers. You have this desire for more, I'll give you more. Yeah. And I think we ha- it has to be the fact, the truth, yeah. that if that's the life that I'm living, if that's the desire that I have of truly desiring more of God, he's going to give me more. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think throughout this study for us, it is getting you know the examination and everyone who's studying along with us of where I am, number one, and where I want to be, mm-hmm. and then ultimately how to get there. Yeah. And so we'll talk about, you know, various things. I have, you know, kind of a, a grouping of things, you know, in front of us where we'll go, you know, moving forward, even beginning with episode number two, with just a better understanding of of knowing who the Father is, right? If we're going to be a friend of the Father, we've got to know certainly who He is, the importance of communication with Him, talking to Him, certainly mm-hmm. through prayer, allowing him to talk to us uh, through our study of his word, an understanding of reverence, specifically what reverence is all about. It's a huge key when it comes to this. And then spending time with the Father's family, people that are trying as well to get closer to God. And then all along the way, we'll be looking at various examples, not just of Moses, but Mm -hmm. of others. Yeah. of those who had great relationships with God. They're exemplifying those things. Now, what can, I look, what can I look at? What can I learn from their relationship specifically? Yeah, I'm really excited about this for, for that reason. I think the Bible is just full. One of the, one of the beauties of the, the narrative manner in which much of the Bible is presented is that it gives us so many of those just real-world examples of how people struggled with this exact same idea that we're talking about thousands of years later. They had to go through the exact same thing. And and so they serve as an example to us as to how we go about sorting through some of these things, and it gives us a great example of what God wants from us. And so I'm really excited about looking at some of these. I think it'll be really helpful. Yeah, I'm excited as well, and we certainly want to thank everybody for studying along with us you know, here in this study as we kind of open the doors to this idea. We would love to have you next week, uh, every other week moving forward as we continue in this study, but I'm looking forward to next week's class and next week's study when we get a little bit deeper into God, who He is, specifically the question that pops up in Exodus chapter 3 about what is my name, a really interesting response from God about what his name is that we'll dive into a little bit deeper next week. Thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to being with you next time.